Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm your host, Jerry Ewald, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to have a special guest, Mario Balaban, Media Relations Manager with Project Veritas. Mr. Balaban will share what Project Veritas has been up to lately and what is on the horizon. Mario, welcome to the show. Jerry, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. Thank you for coming. All right, so before we jump into Project Veritas, I want to know a little bit more about you, right? I want to know your story, how you got to Project Veritas. Yeah, so I've actually been at Project Veritas for almost three years now. Uh, it was in September of uh, 2019 that I started. I actually got to meet James O'Keefe in uh, at CPAC 2019, uh, well before I even was considering working here, but I got to meet him. Obviously, already knew of the work and was very much fond of it. And then in the summer of that year, 2019, is when I started uh, looking for a position and Project Veritas immediately was a first choice for me. And uh, since then, you know, it was a great fit and I've been in the media communications team here uh, for about two and a half to three years now. And, and Mario, you have an interesting background. I mean, you, you, you were born in Brazil, right? Yep. And some of those experience maybe shaped uh, your trajectory and where you went with Pro Project Veritas, is that correct? Yeah, so I am from Brazil originally, I've been, but I've been living in the U.S. for about 15 years now. Um, you know, obviously in Brazil, one thing that you appreciate a lot being in the U.S. is you see a lot, even believe it or not, a lot more corruption than you see here. Uh, so you become you become appreciative of the decrease in corruption and uh, better living standards when when you're in America, and seeing that and obviously how politics and media tie into the living conditions of where I, you know, where I was from and where I live now, how important it is to preserve, you know, the Constitution, especially the First Amendment that we have uh, as journalists. Uh, for me, it was very clear that Project Veritas was the right place, and that's what I've been dedicating my life to since. So you, 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 had, a, you had a firsthand view of what was going on in Brazil, then you come to the United States, and so for the last 15 years, I mean, I, I can imagine you've seen quite a bit of change, and it's kind of propelled you into what you're doing now. Absolutely, no, I've, uh, you know, I think it, obviously I've seen a lot has changed in the, the U.S. since I've been here. I uh, wouldn't necessarily consider a lot of the changes positive uh, on, on the cultural aspect. So yes, of course, it, it's, it's impacted me, and actually, I've always been motivated in this field, but I've, it's motivated me more because I know that people that are trying to change this country for the worse hmm. usually have to hide their intentions and hide their objectives hmm. and hide what they're actually doing and lie and manipulate to the public to get what they want and what project veritas does is we expose people without them knowing that they're being recorded or through leaks or documents or whistleblowers those very people are the ones who are exposed and project veritas, no one does does it better than project veritas <laughs> I, I agree with that. It was, it was funny. When you came on the show, I, I thought you were going to be clouded in some, some gray blob or something, and your, your voice was going to change to sound like Darth Vader, so we didn't know who you were uh, going undercover. But uh, <laughs> I've seen you on a, quite a few shows, so I know that you're out there. Uh, so, yeah. but, but does that make it, so that's the question, does it, does it make it more difficult for you uh, and your team Right to go out and do these things, knowing that everyone knows who Project Veritas is. Everyone knows that you're coming after them, especially when they're doing bad things or looking over their shoulder. Does that make it more difficult? Well, it really depends. I mean, on my end, I personally have not uh, gone undercover. Uh, so I'm more of a forward-facing uh, representative of Project Veritas. A lot of my colleagues are very brave and do yes. the undercover work. 
Uh, all of us work very hard here and do have very important work. Obviously, James O'Keefe works harder and better than anyone I've ever met. Most hardworking, dedicated person I've ever met at all. At, at all, not in my life, I mean. Yeah. Um, so, and no, I would say, interestingly, a lot of people do think that, oh, is it hard to continue doing this work after you release so many stories? You'd be surprised about how many people are still, uh, you know, unaware of how we, uh, you know, uh, do our investigations and right. uh, really look to expose corruption. Uh, we're always innovating here, and uh, we know uh, who our subjects are much better than our subjects know who we are <laughs> in terms of how to uh, approach story and approach journalism and investiga investigative journalism uh, for the public. So uh, we've been able to succeed here for over 10 years now since Project Veritas was founded. Yeah, I know. I, we, we, we wait, right, for, for more and more videos to drop from you guys. And it's always, it always takes the world by storm. Uh, it, maybe it shouldn't, but it does. And uh, when that happens, uh, there's, there's so much buzz and, and uh, it, I would say excitement, if you will, if you use those words, around when you drop something. Because change actually happens when you do that. I mean, you want to talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've been able to uh, push through as a result of some of your, your work? Yeah, so Project Veritas itself, obviously, as a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization, we don't, as you know, enact laws or push for laws or advance any policies or candidates. Mm -hmm. But our journalism has led to a lot of, you know, as you said, results and change. <laughs> for example, James O'Keefe Acorn in 2009, uh, I believe it was 2009, when he exposed Acorn uh, and, you know, federal government, which at the time was headed by Barack Obama, the Senate was Democrat, the House of Representatives was Democrat. They voted, to, they voted to defund ACORN based on James's journalism exposing ACORN, right? So that was hundreds of millions of dollars that the federal government was giving that organization a year that was removed because of the truth that came out about what was happening behind the scenes at ACORN. Uh, Project Veritas exposed voter fraud in New Hampshire in 2012. That led to voting, uh, voter laws and voting ID laws be implemented and changed there as a result. Uh, we've exposed people as early, uh, recently as 2020 who uh, in Texas were committing ballot harvesting and that person was arrested for ballot harvesting because of Project Veritas's video. Uh, you know, obviously people have said some really shocking things on video that have led their employers or their institutions to decide that that person could no longer work there. So they were terminated. Uh, some of them led to internal investigations in their institutions. So a whole range, I could go on and on about mm -hmm. all different things we've done, but we've really, really had very impactful results because of our stories. Sure. And like you said, nothing will change if no, if no one does anything, and Project Veritas will never stand idly by uh, when there's corruption out there that the public deserves to know about. Yeah, you, I mean, you guys are definitely aggressive. You're known for that, but, but also relentless. You just keep going after it until it gets done. And uh, that's what makes you guys great. And again, we're all appreciative for all the work that you and the, and the whole organization does to do that because it makes a difference. And you just brought up uh, the, the voter integrity stuff. This is, this is very near and dear to our heart at Restoration of America. We're doing a lot of work in getting the voter rolls put up in a place where everyone can see it, they can audit it, they know what's going on. So there's, there's no discrepancies and, and issues moving forward. It's a lot of work. Uh, but but it's it's good work. It needs to be done. So you know, thank you for all the stuff that you're doing uh, at Project Veritas to help support that as well, because that's what you're doing. You're, you're exposing the fraud and the inaccuracies and all this type of stuff. 
you know, videos like 2,000 Mules just come out, uh, uh, documentaries and things like that that are really pushing that forward, and, and America is waking up. So I'm, I'm somewhat curious, is there, a, with, the, with the midterms coming up and 2024 election, do you got some work planned in, in, in voter integrity and elections and things like that that you're, you're going to keep an eye on? Absolutely. I mean, we have ongoing investigations all the time. Uh, voter fraud every election year especially is top of, uh, of our priorities because, as we know, a lot of the media refuses to cover this topic. Either they don't cover it or they say it doesn't exist or they go about, oh, well, it does exist, but it doesn't change anything. And it's just conspiracy theories to say otherwise. Project Veritas obviously doesn't have a stance in terms of what the extent of voter fraud is and what the, where it leads right. uh, you know, elections to be. But we know it exists. We know that it happens. Mm -hmm. And it can happen in large scale. And you know, it is a crime. It's a felony to engage in voter fraud. So if it is a criminal act. Uh, you know, people have to expose it and people should know that it happens. And we should, you know, journalism is there to inform the people and the people would want this kind of journalism to discourage crimes from occurring, including voter fraud. So 2022, 2024, of course, we will uh, look to see, ex explore, investigate that. And our track record uh, 2020 and prior in elections show that we know how to find that voter fraud and, and really, you know, show the public that, you know, this is an important topic to, to pay attention to. Yeah, what's really going on. And, and, that's, and that's so important. We, we take a similar approach, right? We were looking for 100% transparency right you can draw your own conclusion after you see that but let's get the data out there draw your right. own conclusion and i think that's the right way to do it and i appreciate that you guys are taking that approach as well no absolutely that's what we do here um as you will see in project veritas or you have seen we never opine james o'keefe in his videos never opines on the content that we publish james o'keefe will just show, tell you what the story was what the facts were behind it, explain the video but our opinions are never there. It's for the public to decide what is really going on, what they are seeing. And again, that's why we do video journalism, because we want to see people's lips moving when they speak. And we want people to actually see the voter fraud in this case, rather than hearing experts say, with people familiar with the matter, sources close to the situation say, which is what the New York Times and other media outlets say, expect you to believe they're anonymous sources we don't do anonymous sources at Project Veritas with, without corroborated information. Mm -hmm. Either they give us real documents that we publish, or you'll see people's lips moving right. when they are engaging in such acts or describing such acts to the public. Well, you, you get it directly from the horse's mouth, if you will, right? And that's part of the undercover work that you guys do. Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, that's what journalism is supposed to be, right? Here's the facts. You draw your own conclusion, and you, I love how you guys stick to that. You're not giving commentaries or things like that. You're sticking to the facts. Like, make up your own mind on it. Precisely, and that's a very important thing. I mean, people are, you know, a lot of the traditional media is critical uh, undercover journalism, but if you think about it, what do you think is going to elicit the truth out of someone? If someone goes up to them and says, I'm with the New York Times, tell me all the corruption you're committing, <laughs> Or if you say you have an alternative story, you get that information from that person that they would never otherwise tell anyone else, and then you publish that to the public. Where, where do you think the real truth will come out of, right? So that's what investigative journalism is. We investigate the powers that be. We don't, you know, we look to investigate people that are in actual power. We don't go after or, you know, go investigate people that are not going to be, you know, impacting the 
politics, culture, and uh, overall state of this country. Uh, a lot of media out there will target, you know, CNN went after went to the house of an old lady who they thought was involved with Russian bot farms. And she, you know, just absurd notions of that, that nature that Project Veritas would never do. We only investigate actual powerful people or powerful organizations because those are the people that need to be held accountable to the public. I love it. I love it. And um, in the news lately, right, so we're seeing a lot of talk about Twitter and Elon Musk taking over that or potentially taking over that organization and the shakeup that will come from it. I've watched some of the videos that come out of Project Veritas and they're, they're quite revealing. You want to share a little bit about what you've uncovered there and uh, yeah, what you think? Yeah. So we've uh, exposed Twitter quite a few times now, <laughs> more, most recently in the last week, but I would say the first time we exposed them was in 2018. Uh, the term shadow banning is due to Project Veritas video. They got a Twitter engineer talking about what shadow banning was and what they, how that worked. <laughs> That's how the word shadow banning became known to the public is because of our video. Uh, so we captured that a few years ago. We've gotten leaked uh, phone calls and uh, conference calls from inside Twitter we've published from Jack Dorsey when he was still in the control, Vijagadi, and most recently last week, we had two uh, Twitter employees. One was a senior engineer who's been there for about three years, mm -hmm. and another was a, an executive worked in the sales ad sales department. Both of them were very critical or talked about how you know desperate the situation is that Elon Musk is going to crazily bring free speech to the platform and this whole concept of profit hmm. profit that Twitter is going to have to now be part of and not according to them, by the way, this is according to them, they were not profitable because they have very low work hours during the week. They have an ideology that they pursue inside Twitter. So Elon is bringing a revolution to Twitter with free speech and actual business minded objectives that Twitter employees were not prepared for. According to them, they were commie as F there and mm -hmm. Elon Musk is a capitalist. So it's not compatible to them that a person like that is coming in. Uh, it is re very revealing uh, about you know Twitter's internal culture and uh, what they actually, how they actually are biased, they admit it, and how they are censoring speech. And again, get, getting it, as you guys do, undercover from the horse's mouth, as I'm saying, it, it's, it's really interesting to hear them, and they, they truly believe this, they feel this way. So what we always talk about is the ends, do the ends justify the means? And in their mind, it does. So do whatever you have to do, lie, cheat, steal, shadow ban, whatever it is, do that because we believe that the outcome will be better as a result. Now, you and I know that's ridiculous and that's not how society is supposed to work. And I know you're fighting against that, but that's, that's what we see all the time. They truly believe that even though they're being corrupt in, in their ways, it's going to be yield a better good. And that's exactly what uh, Alex Martinez, a Twitter executive said to our, our undercover journalist. He said, well, this whole thing about misinformation that we have going on right now, well, of course we have to, this is not an exact quote, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, of course we have to get engage in you know, mo uh, you know, this kind of content moderation because how can the public have the discernment <laughs> right, to decide what's good for them if we don't have the correct information out for them in, fr in the first yes. place? So they are the ones who get to decide what the correct information is, and from when they decide what the correct information is, then you can start thinking for yourself uh, on what the truth is. But they have to put something in front of you first. It can't just be free-flowing information. They can't trust you to come up with the right conclusion, so they'll decide for you. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Amazing.
Well, one of the things that I, I really like that you guys, one of the initiatives that you have, it's called Be Brave, Do Something, right? So this is, this is a great way for people, part of these organizations that are seeing this type of activity happening to come out and say something. Do you want to speak a little bit more about that campaign that you guys are launching? Absolutely. Yeah. So we launched that in uh, early 2019. Yeah. Um, we actually, you know, as you know, we've always been an undercover journalist organization doing investigative journalism in that way with journalists going out and uh, eliciting the truth from uh, certain subjects in power. But what we found in 2019 and from James's vision here is mm -hmm. why not not only do that, but encourage people who already work within these institutions to come out and become a, a brave whistleblower and insider. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, we had our first insider was from Facebook, leaked documents showing that how Facebook, quote, de-boosts certain profiles and mm -hmm. people. Since then, we've had whistleblowers come from Facebook, it's uh, Twitter, Google. Uh, we've had people come from CNN, uh, ABC News, inside of government, uh, several, several institutions of, across the spectrum of power, media, big tech, government. So, so it is very, very impactful. We've noticed that, you know, What's very important is, you know, that these people have sometimes gone undercover and recorded themselves, recorded inside their own office. They've given us documents, or they've even like sat on interviews with James, and t uh, talked about their experiences working inside these institutions. So it's very powerful testimonies that these people give, and we encourage people to come to us with that. So, so you have your own ambassadors, if you will, based on the love of the work that you guys are doing. They're coming out and they're volunteering. Yeah, I want to be a part of this. I want to help out. Exactly. No, people, people, what James always says is what they, he gets asked the most is, what can I do? They get motivated by our videos. They're motivated by the truth and they feel like they should be a part of it. So there's many ways you can do that. You can obviously apply to work at Project Veritas. You can donate to Project Veritas or you can become a whistleblower for Project Veritas. There's always something you can do. That's our message is that there's, there is a solution. There is a way for you to get involved. And for us, Quite frankly, uh, being a whistleblower in a powerful institution and giving us the truth that these powers would not want to be revealed is probably the bravest and most impactful thing you can do. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on with that. And so if someone does want to come forward uh, and help you guys out, whether it's through donation or through some of this undercover work, how would they do that? So you can always go on our website, projectveritas.com. Uh, you'll see all the prompts and availabilities there. But if you have a tip for us, information that the public should know about, if you work inside a, a corrupt institution of big tech, media, government, any institution, pharma, mm -hmm. you can contact us directly at veritastips at protonmail.com or uh, on our website, there's a whole range of ways you can also reach out to us. You can always message us on social media too. We have several people working 24-7 to review messages and review emails and all these things that come in. So f please do reach out to us if you have uh, newsworthy information and want to contribute to our mission. That's awesome. We, absolutely. And Mario, any, anything else that you want to share with, with the audience before we finish? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for, for your time and for everything that you, you guys uh, you know, proposed in this conversation. I think it's great that we discuss Project Veritas's work. And I'll say um, one other thing people can do is uh, whenever our videos do come out, which we'll always have those coming out, is uh, make sure you share and put them everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. big tech tries to censor us and 
take our information down. So the more people are engaged in sharing our material, the more the truth will be out there and the better it will be. So that is uh, my final message to the audience. Yeah, I think you, uh, I think I heard you were talking about on Twitter, your band, but you were the number one trending video or, or, or message on Twitter, even though you're banned, all these people retweeting re re it and things like that. So that's awesome. We were. Yeah. It is. It's true. We, we trended on Twitter when we're banned on Twitter. We've done that a few <laughs> times since we're banned. Yeah. Our videos have gotten millions of views, especially since last week. It's incredible. About 20 million combined right now just on Twitter. It's big numbers. And uh, it is because of people that are watching this show that are actually engaged and want to make a difference. It, it does make a difference if you're out there putting out the information that they don't want you to put out. Absolutely. Well, Mario, thank you again for your time and uh, keep fighting. We love it. So thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting FIRST RIGHT to 30161. That's FIRST RIGHT, all caps, one word, to 30161.